and we are back. Welcome everyone to Slutty Times. I'm your host, Captain Motorboat, and mm-hmm. I'm here with two guest hosts. Hi, I'm Jezebel Von Jane. And, and I'm Danny Carbo. And today we are going to talk about sex as work versus sex as art. Ooh. And we brought this up because of the divide between what makes a stripper and what makes a burlesque performer always being something that comes up inside the community. Well, so. and, and inside the community, um, many burlesque performers believe that they are sex workers. Hmm. Um, and so you'll see a lot of that. You see them supporting the sex work um, industry, and that's fantastic. But uh, they don't realize that truly they are allies to the sex workers. They are not sex workers themselves. I agree with that completely. Yeah. And I totally am like, I'm advocate for being an ally. Like, I support Swap work, um, Swap Baltimore, that chapter here, and Swap USA. So, so for me, because mm-hmm. I do both, and mm-hmm. I have been doing both now for, you know, the better part of 20 years, mm-hmm. um, what has been the defining factor for me outside of, you know, the expense of one versus the other and the mo- and the money yeah. um, is this. I tell everyone, you know the difference between you being a sex worker and you being a, um, an, a, nude, a nude artist mm-hmm. like this. A sex worker exchanges objectification openly and freely in exchange for what that person deems as the equal amount in monetary gain. Whereas a nude entertainer or a burlesque performer gets to decide and mandate how much objectification they will accept, if they will accept any at all, and then what they will accept from their audience in response to their nudity. And so they, they can easily say, how dare you, you know, say these things to me that I will not accept and have you tossed out of a place you paid to get into. Um, ain't nobody getting thrown out of a strip club for saying, hey, you got a big ass da-donk-a-donk um, and smacking you. Like, that's not going to happen. We're not going to throw somebody out for paying $20 at the door. This is what you do for a living. And yes, you can say, I'm not okay with that as a stripper. And you can say, this is, you know, the amount of rejection I will accept. Right. But yeah. you are accepting money in yeah. exchange for a open objectification. Right, exactly. You said you have the, the power to choose how much objectification you're willing to but you're there. yourself through yeah. as yeah. an artist, whereas uh, as a stripper, it was you know mandatory that I was nude on the platform. Sure. So Because you're not, because as a stripper or as a sex worker, and I like to say sex worker, not stripper, and I'll tell you why, because there yeah. is a difference between prostitution and stripping, although they're yeah. both sex work. Yes, I agree um, And that. I think right. that it's very, I think it's also a pertinent thing to say um, that penetration does not define sex, number one. Um, and just because yes. you are not having sex in the champagne room doesn't mean that you are not still, ex- you know, having, you're not still a sex having, worker. If you're yeah. riding dick in any way, shape, or form in an effort to arouse in exchange for money, you are a sex worker, yes. period. If mm-hmm. your only goal during the day or during your work period is to entice sexual arousal, no prostitute ever in her life has walked into a thing and said, all right, Democrat or Republican, and this is what we're going to talk about. Give me five hundred dollars. That right. doesn't happen, but it happens on a burlesque stage all the time. On a burlesque stage, you're like, I am naked. Here are my pasties. They are spinning. One has the face of Obama. The other face is, you know, Bernie Sanders. And there's a bird <laughs> on my shoulder. Do you get the symbolism? Do you, you know what I mean? Pasties? I do. I, need those, right? I have. I have <laughs> I have an act where Obama actually comes on and he goes, hi, I'm Barack Obama and I'm in love with Jezebel Von Jane. That big ass tantalized my senses and it breaks into thug love. It's great. There you go. Listen, <laughs> I, 
I, I love that man like nothing. Oh man, God, uh, he was beautiful. amazing. I miss he him so is. hard. I, I see him yeah. every night. He is number one in my spank bank. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the defining difference. The defining difference is when you go to work, your your goal at work is to entice a sexual allure from the audience that yeah. you are performing for. Um, as a burlesque performer, you, you know Wednesday it is politics, 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 and you know it has almost become the it's strange that burlesque now there's shows where they're like hey this is just about sex this is just about that is now the the taboo and we're going to be you know forward like progressive strippers and actually have a, a strip show that's only about you know stripping mm-hmm. so you know that's that's the defining difference you can be whatever you can you can say whatever message you want to and expect money I think that relates strongly to um, our country's like opinion about um, about sexuality as a whole mm-hmm. while we have to have these de- the definitions by, um, behind it because I mean you're talking about this I'm thinking about when people do belly dancing it's like oh that's so sensual and I was like it's mm-hmm. fun and it's liberating and then that part of that culture it is a part of like celebrating their culture and their so their, um, their well, cultural it's more experience than that too there are different tribes who do I mean yeah. a lot of it were and, and that's the problem I'm, I'm Romani and yeah. so I have a very I have a very opinionated stance on this. Mm-hmm. You, you have, you know, your tribal belly dancers, and what they don't realize is they're mixing cultures that that use belly dancing or that use different types of movements as almost a fight against the other. Yeah. Flamenco dancing was a means for them to fight against the government openly mm-hmm. without is aggression. It isn't sexual, and so to go, oh, flamenco is so yes, it's beautiful and it is sensual, but so is war. Yeah, and, this is very true, and and that's the way that culture you know at the time very much and it's how they express those things and for you to you know go oh this is the way that these things are and this is so pretty and this is so whatever and put it mm-hmm. into that into that box you are you're, you're taking away its worth I agree with you it was very limiting to I'm mm-hmm. like to say that sex only has to be this way yes. that's half the reason why this podcast exists because, or, that, or that just yeah. because you're moving your belly and you're moving it in this slow in this slow manner that that in, that that is sex or that yeah. that entices sex that's no yeah no. Yeah, sex is like it's very limiting how we how we view mm-hmm. sex in like as um, as Puritan raised Western people. So I find burlesque performance liberating in understanding that that definition or having a definition around is probably very good for people to like say to want to explore. And I think it's half the reason why we have all these like definitions of like you know bur- burlesque or like as far as to this or burlesque as far as to that because it's like everybody has to be comfortable with their own skin and understanding or expe- accepting their own level of sexuality because. See, and I, it, it's 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 so wonderful to, to hear your view on that because mm. I, um, for myself, it was a very different uh, transition mm-hmm. for me, and I hear that all the time from my students and from you know the people that I take into my in, into my instruction for burlesque. You know, they, they feel so liberated mm-hmm. um, at at removing clothing in front of you know people when they feel like oh maybe I wasn't you know stereotypically beautiful or I, I didn't feel this way when I was young and I didn't do all these things or I'm this age, and that's what they find liberating. And I found that when they're able to openly tell whoever it is that they were talking to that they did this, that should have been what liberated them. And I, I'm always very surprised that they find that taking off their clothes in front of someone was liberating when I it was never a question for me. I just, it's mine. Well, it, I think it's like it depends on like how your like how yeah, your culture sure, determines like sure. you know what clothing is and what how it is in armor right, or right. like how clothing is in armor. Sure, so. sure. I always hated clothing. Oh my god. Yeah. I was on the swim team as a kid, and that yes, you were. Was my life. 
life. <laughs> yeah, to my scooter, I wouldn't take it off. And the, yeah. and this is the yellow brick road to his sexual freedom. Right, it was. began with the speedo. <laughs> oh my goodness! If I don't have people over, I am always running around my house naked. Like yeah. my last roommate, yeah. I was like, I like to be naked. If you're moving in here, you have to accept that I'm going to be naked. And she's like, Oh, great! Now I can be naked too. And I was like, Yes. Yeah. I just, yeah. nothing yeah. sexual Same, about that. It's more like I have, right? yeah, I have a son. I have I have three children, and so my son is so so incredibly used to performers because his whole life mm-hmm. he's very, he'll let your pasties are sideways and he'll walk out like <laughs> like and I was very I was very you know I Save wanted I wanted my kids to understand that there is a difference between nudity and um, situations where you know they're they are uh, they are bad situations you yeah. know what I mean Have, do you remember as a child you would walk in on someone that wasn't a family member in the bathroom and you you oh I'm so sorry and then you have that shame feeling mm-hmm. because there wasn't there wasn't a line that said hey nudity is not evil and is not bad and just because you've seen someone that you would not have a sexual you know inkling to and if you did it would be bad yeah right so I was very 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 um, I wanted my kids not to not to have that yeah I That's- wanted them to know if you're around someone who may be nude and they're not you know doing anything bad then you're fine right that way you know beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt if something else happens with all their clothes on and you knew that it wasn't right comfortable yeah. you would know where that line was yeah i think that also like if we were more clear about that that our rape culture that we have in society would not be as prevalent as it is mm-hmm. because there is like of I mean, talk about rape as like you know happening with somebody randomly run, run out the bushes um and it's always like that's always the case and it's like we never when like when it's usually somebody who knows you gets into a place of like false security right. and then makes you uncomfortable and, and like um, like and ter- terrorize you on that fear level mm-hmm. so and on your same point there mm-hmm. I I'm having because I'm raising a cis straight male okay because I am raising bless a cis you. straight male God bless you <laughs> and he's gorgeous and he's also a break dancer he's like Patrick Swayze incarnate um, <laughs> I, I tell people all the time there is a defining difference between sexual aggression mm-hmm. and a mistaken and yeah. a mistaken you know attempt at yeah. at you know at, at communication in yeah. a suggestive way mm-hmm. and have a really hard time with you know a lot of people who are like this was you know so aggressive and they did this and this you know damn them no no you guys were in a situation of you know this and these lines were crossed and that person stopped when you said no yeah mm-hmm. okay right. that is that is teenage boy <laughs> okay yeah that is young that is young people regardless um when you said no and he didn't stop that sexual aggression yeah and and i think that that line is blurred in a way in our in our burlesque community especially you see over and over you know a lot of people who should not have been here who are now out and that vetting has as you know done been a positive aspect of our community what i'm also seeing are instances where alcohol and all these you know all the things that come with our industry have been involved and mistakes have been made that are not sexual aggression they are you know really bad attempts at flirting and, yeah. <laughs> and I am I am guilty of that. I'm pan. I am the worst. I'm I'm, I'm flirtatiously aggressive, and I'm also like obnoxious and anxious when mm. I think someone's gonna looking. And so you know, if I'm not attracted to someone, I can be the sexual vixen. But let you know, let a your good looking let a good looking you know black stud come up, and <laughs> she's got the long dress. I, I act like a retard because Girl, I don't yes. know. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. 
so I mean, gone. give me a wife beater <laughs> and a pair of like nice fitting pants and some J's and your hair is got. Oh. Yeah, I I'll know. I'll take my vagina off, throw it at your face like a face hugger. Just. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so I'm very, you know, and I yeah. want to flirt and I want to openly, you know, and now people are very much, you know, they're so attuned to their Sims personality, as I like to call it on social media, that they have lost the ability to adequately have a social interaction with someone without like, you know, doing the shark and blood infested water swirl around and then like checking or understanding to see how many people. those socials, social cues yeah. that you have to be aware of. That is something that's I'm like to take in consideration considering how much time you spend on social media and it's like you uh, get to know the person it's like, hey, and probably the prevalence of, uh, of dick pics. I love dick pics. <laughs> I have an unsolicited dick pic calendar, by the way. So if you, you get if you get an unsolicited dick pic, please send it to me. If we pick yours for one of the 12 days, you get $1 from every calendar sold at the end of the year. And what I do is I take those dick pics and I superimpose so things on top of them because if your person who sent the dick pic says, hey, that's my dick, well, then you now have them as, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a liability. Yeah. Now, well, now you have, you know, proof that they're harassing you, right? Yeah. And you, you claim this dick. I didn't ask you for it. Now you're sending me lewd, you know. Yeah. But if they don't claim it and I pick yours, you now make money off of it. So you're being paid in return for what you didn't want. See, I was just thinking about make, I'm getting a collection that's, of 360 dick pics. And everybody yeah. should buy their boss as an unsolicited dick pic calendar. That is what every machismo boss needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're machismo, yeah. machismo boss. Yeah, but yeah I agree with you. I was thinking about doing like a, a dick pic calendar by like 365 days mm. of like every dick pic and then like the message that came along with it um, and then like selling that to um, the the eagle or a sex uh, shop so that they can have it. So I'm really curious. So mm-hmm. what? Um, I love I love unsolicited news. What stuff. kind of messages do straight men send with? Oh hey hey hi hey how are you dick pic? <laughs> yeah, the last <laughs> one that, that I, I got. All of them. Yeah, I'm giggling the, like a child because she's so animated. <laughs> no, the, like a fraggle man. Yeah, the last one I had was like literally like we're gonna talk have coffee later. Here's his dick pic. I was and I'm a humanitarian. Mm. You guys are rude. I like when they send me an unsolicited dick pic. I say beautiful, and then I send them a number between one and ten. <laughs> And then I let them know what a 10 looks like. So now they don't have to wonder. You don't have to get that close to the fucking television with your dick up against, you know, the porn dicks. I'm going to let you know. You're welcome. I That's a great that. idea. I, I love that. I love that. Anyone who sends you a dick pic, say, here's a picture of the oh, best penis I've ever seen. And for that's a 10. Yeah. And you, sir, are, you know, a strong four. Strong four. <laughs> Go with God. Have a good day. <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. Like, I'm one of my, um, I want to write a book about this called Jaren Wallace, I Have Your Dick and Other um, Failed Social Experiments. And, like, I want to have every chapter be, like, the stages of grief, even though that has been unproven wrong. And then, like, every chapter open up with, like, some variation of how to deal with dick pics. <laughs> so. so this new spoon mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. if you guys say, I have no idea where it originated. I just found out what the spoon thing meant. You know, What's I have so many spoons thing? today. The emotional spoons. Have you guys seen that yet? No. Emotional okay, spoons. Okay, so yeah. look it up. So everybody, on, I don't do social media. I'm so bad at it. That's okay. I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. So when I do get on social media and I have the opportunity, which is usually when I'm using the bathroom, to like kind of scroll through, they're like, oh, you know, I'm having such a bad day. I only have this many spoons. And I was like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? Like, why do I? I don't. And then this new two word thing that's going on. Oh, the Yanny versus I have no idea what that is either. I haven't looked into it yet. Don't don't tell me yet. It's like spoiler alert. Don't tell me. I'm going to save it on online. What was the first thing you were talking about? So there's a spoons thing where they're talking about 
how many spoons, emotional spoons, they have for the day. And I have no idea where it originated. I have no idea why they keep doing it, is but it like it's a new fad. Like just a I, th- I don't think it's emotional fucks to give. I'm pretty sure that it means like I have, I have two this. Spoons left. Like I have two spoons left to do whatever. I'm not really sure. But when I found out about it, I thought, oh my God, how great would that be? Is this is how many unsolicited dick pics I will rate today. <laughs> I have this many ratings to give you today. Interesting. I'm going to look that one up. Look it up because it's. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm very. I'm real shaky on the meaning, but I'm. I'm. I have friends who are very much uh, emotional. They're the emotional social. The social emotional warriors in my yeah. life, and they. They. They let me know what the new fad is. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. All right. They so. Tell about all the spoons. <laughs> Tell me about all your, your spoons and how you know, Sterling Silver triggers. All right, so I think like we're... Like your need for a meal. <laughs> no, come on, think about the source of the spoon. Oh, okay, like, we probably... When we have this, look it up. Come on, like, right now I'm saying, like, maybe it's, like, ice cream scoops, but then again, they probably call it ice cream scoops. You just wanted to mention yeah. ice cream, and now that's all I want is ice cream. I do have ice cream in the fridge. All right, but we're... <laughs> I'll bring it back up next time. All right, so, but we're at the um, end of this one, so plugging our social media. We can find me, Captain Motorboat. I'm going to be at... At the Charm City Kitty Club on the first and the second, I'm doing an act with Tommy Gunn and um, Ivan Hammer. It's going to be fabulous. I need to borrow somebody's, you know, strap on though. I anyway, have one named Asmodeus you can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but um, you can find this on uh, me there. Um, I'm also Captain Motorboat on Facebook. Bur- um, Buns is still burlesque. Come to our first burlioki of the season, June 16th. And uh, I'm Jezebel Von Jane, and it's Jezza and Belle put together, Jezebel Von Jane. And that is JezebelVonJane.com on Facebook, on every social media platform that you can find. I'm headlining the Fox Run for the Fox Run tomorrow night in um, Lancaster, PA. And then I I will be in um, D.C. actually at Laboom. And then next weekend I'm headlining um, for a show that's going down at Rumba and also the next night at Latage and that is for veterans. I am a gold star uh, widow and so uh, come out and support that and I'll be headlining those as well. Sweet. Awesome. awesome. And uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find anyone like this week. <laughs> 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 worth every penny. Every penny. Though. I don't know. Find me on Instagram at dcarb. Like mm-hmm. carbo, just mm-hmm. not right. Um, and you can catch me at the Baltimore Eagle next Friday in Summer Nights Triple X show. Woo! Yeah, I love it when you perform. <laughs> so, all right, and until next time, this is Slutty Times.